Welcome, True Believer readers, to another exciting episode of Let's Read Spider-Man. I'm James B., joined by Eddie. And Eddie, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm super excited to be here. We're going we're gonna to think about the vulture and the tinkerer today, right? Right, James B.? I think about the vulture and the tinkerer every day. So uh, I don't know what's what's different about today, Eddie. But did you like this? Ep- did you like this book? This, this this was a good one. I, I thought. I mean, you know, the vulture is is a new villain for Spider Man to grapple with and figure out what's going on. And then the Tinker later on. What a, I th- I find him to be quite a mysterious character with more mysterious things, more questions than answers. That's for sure. Well, I I have a lot of questions because. You know, when we go back and you read the early Spider-Man uh, issues, you find things that you don't experience in the later ones. And the thing that throws me off the most, probably right away, did you notice that J. Jonah Jameson works for Now Magazine as opposed to like, you know, it's part of like J. Jonah Jameson Publishing. Um, they they dropped that after a while. I don't remember seeing Now Magazine in the future. How about you? I, I had I had like no idea about Now Magazine <laughs> when they mentioned it. And you see the big... Uh, the big tower with Now Magazine on the on the front. Clearly, it's like a, you know, something important J. Jonah Jameson is doing. But no, I had no idea he was gonna. He was managing multiple multiple publishing things. I um I also remember. And I know that uh, everyone listening to this podcast is an expert on this issue, so I'm not going to try to summarize too much. But you know, back on page two, Eddie, there's a part where um, the kids are all sitting around reading Now Magazine, and one guy's like, "Boy, I'd like to see a close up." of the vulture. Cause you know, they don't apparently have a playboy magazine available to these kids in uh, 1963. <laughs> what, a, what a scandal James B. <laughs> We're talking about Peter Parker here, holding on to his, um, his test tubes and his chemistry set and chemistry here. And he's thinking about, he does get very flared up about now magazine. This inspires him right to, to go and do what he does best, which is be Spider-Man and take pictures at the same time. Yeah. What a notion. He, he, he's smart enough to be working in the lab. Got the test tube. All the other kids are sitting around reading magazines. This guy's like a genius. And then he's like, hey, that's an idea I never thought of. Magazines <laughs> pay money for photos. I know how I can get them. I'm like, thank goodness these kids are here. These, these kids are going to be bailing him out for issues to come, I'm sure. Because they're the real genius behind this. But this Now Magazine plotline, you know, it takes him three more panels of looking at it and thinking about it. In fact, two panels later, he's like, where was I? Oh, yeah, I'll bet Spider-Man could get close enough to the vulture to take pictures. They're really treating the audience like uh, we need to really spell it out for you. A little little ridiculous to me. Uh, I... I don't know. I mean, I think Peter Parker is definitely he's he's under a lot of stress here. He's a young man. He's under a lot of stress. He we know he's struggling for money. We remember back when Aunt May was selling her. Um, wait, what was it? I forgot. What was Aunt May selling in the past one? I can't uh, shoelaces. Uh, <laughs> was that? That's right. That's right. Of course, <laughs> very profitable. So I, I mean, I, you know, when you're struggling for money, it's it's all things seem possible. So. You, Really got to think about it. I, I don't mind this. I don't mind this motif of Peter Parker thinking about how am I supposed to make money? Maybe these, maybe these jokers got something here. Even well, though I'm gonna cook up my own web right now. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of move through our story some more with you, Eddie, if you don't mind. The, All right, uh, sounds good. The vulture decides to steal those diamonds that he reads about in the paper because 
you know, he doesn't have time to be flipping through Nam Magazine looking for pictures of himself. He's flipping through newspapers hoping to say, hey, look, there's some diamonds that are going to be moved from one location to another. Um, Eddie, have you ever uh, ever been flipping through the newspaper and uh, noticed somebody's moving valuable merchandise from one place to another, like advertising it? You know, I do like a good newspaper when I can get my hands on one these days. But what what an what an advertisement! Talk of the town. Talk away. Talk about a, a way to uh, not a good way to. Or it's a way to bring a lot of attention to something. Why would you want to bring a lot of attention to it? It's like it's tempting tempting villains across the land to uh, to go for your diamonds when you're doing such a thing. So yeah, so I, I am excited to see the vulture. Yeah, I. So, uh, so dumbest thing to do. Um, let's see. Is it a uh, put in the paper? Hey, we're gonna move some diamonds. Come steal them. Or is it on page four when the vulture throws a sign into the police office and the police department looks at it and it says, "I shall steal the diamond shipment from under your noses." The vulture. I. It's, it, it's a bold statement. That's for sure. To be fair to the vulture, it might be sort of part of a bigger plan. I got to give him credit where credit's due because later, you know, he is going to get them. And maybe that note helped lead him to that, you know. So, um, Eddie, the vulture uh, does run into Spider-Man. Uh, Spider-Man recognizes the vulture because, you know, he saw a picture of him um, in Now Magazine. Apparently not. I don't know. I don't know how he knows what the vulture looks like. He seems to know him. Uh, the vulture, of course, knows Spider-Man. These guys, after two issues, are, you know, completely aware of who each other are. Um and uh, the vulture, who is this old man? I mean, how old is this vulture, Eddie? What do you think? He does not look like a young man. That is for certain. In fact, I'm impressed by his agility overall because he's a the vulture's pretty gnarly looking dude. And I know we're going to get to it, but like the tinkerer, he is an even more gnarly looking dude. Um, so I don't know. I, I really. You have to help me, James B. If you actually know how old the vulture is, I I would take a guess. He's not a young man, that's for sure. Gosh, gosh, no. I mean, I mean, sixty. I mean, he's old. He's an old dude. But I'll tell you what, he um, he is wise and old because he swoops up right behind Spider Man, kicks him in the back of the head, and it's over. One one round, one round knockout, ladies and gentlemen. The winner of the first fight, Vulture Spider Man issue two, goes to uh, the Vulture. That's it. It's over. He picks up, throws him inside of, <laughs> he drops him in the water well below. He's got the, this big water uh, silo. He just opens the hatch, you know, climbs up and throws him in there so he can drown him. And that's the end of it. That's it. I, I, right? We, sh- we shouldn't have another, like, billion comics about Spider-Man to read. It could end right here. <laughs> yep, yep. Because Spider-Man, it's, it, you know, I know it's like a thing, like villains, like, where they're always like, ah, oh, he's done. I'll leave him here to be done and leave him on his own. But like dumping him into a water silo, what what a what an interesting way to try to get rid of Spider Man, I, I think overall. And then Spider Man, he's inside the silo too, James B, and he like can't crawl out of it because it's like wet on the side. So he uses his amazing spider jumping power, which I think is super impressive, a thing, you know, that we know about Spider Man, but uh, in the past We've seen him only used periodically. Yeah, I, I think of I think of Hulk as a jumper. Uh, I don't think of Spider-Man as a jumper. So yeah, the Vulture he, the Vulture is a flying dude. He kicks Spider-Man in the back of the head, takes him out in one shot. He's out. Picks him up in the air, and then it's like, I'm going to dispose of you once and for all. And instead of just dropping him on the ground, he drops him into this water 
you know, like whatever you call these things. What's this called? Uh, well, I think, I mean, a water tower, right? It's sure. intended to keep up the water pressure for the building, right? I don't, I don't know, know what these right? things are for. I mean, it's the middle of the city. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It, do you what it's intended for? It's intended for dropping Spider-Man into so he doesn't die. And then Spider-Man, of course, like leaps out of it. Apparently the hatch is just pushed from the inside because, you know, it must be made for people if they get trapped in there. Pops out and... And you know, no, no problem. He, he uh, no problem for Spider-Man at all. So he also also thinks these pictures are going to be worth a small fortune. Um, I don't know, dude. Do you think pictures are really are they really that valuable, Eddie? Are pictures this important back in 1964? Uh, it's, I guess, if they got like villains and superheroes on them, and you're selling them to like J. Jonah Jameson, he he's. He he would know better. J. Jonah Jameson would know better than me. A picture seems so unvaluable in this day and age, since you can take thousands of them in a day. So, I, I don't know. It's it's not too far off. I think Peter Parker's on the right track. He's he's going to be happy, probably. Well, yeah, Aunt May doesn't have to worry about the shoelaces anymore because um, <laughs> early on he goes up, he sees J. Jonah Jameson, and uh, he says, "These pictures are sensational. Great. How'd a kid like you get them?" And he says, "Sorry, I'm not going to tell you." But he says, but I'll sell them to you if you don't ask me that question anymore. And James Jameson's like, fine, fine, sounds good, you know. Uh, you can have your little secret, I don't care. And then um, he pays him in cash, Eddie. Pays him in cash. And boy, wasn't it just, I don't know, was it one issue ago that this was a big problem? I, it's, it's, it's so upsetting, quite frankly, that like, Spider-Man, his whole life could have been incredibly different if he had not had that huge problem with the check that they made out to Spider-Man. Because he took it to the bank, the bank teller was like, you, know, you can't you can't cash that check because it says Spider-Man. I need things, social security number and such. And then J. Jonah James is like, yeah, thanks for the pictures. Here you go. Here's a bunch of cash. Like, Right. J. John Jameson's like, I don't, I don't care about this kind of stuff. Give me more, I'll throw more cash at you. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just, and you think he was, you know, he seems to be a more established business, right? You would think he's the kind of guy that would need to track this yeah, a little bit better than the, you know, the, whatever that other dude the sh- was doing. Yeah, the shady dealings at some, you know, unsanctioned wrestling facility. <laughs> <laughs> Although he did, that guy did have great connections. He put him on. He put him on TV. That was amazing to me too. I mean, when we had that, when he talked about, when he put Spider-Man on TV. But that talk about a, a, a seemingly cash-only kind of place. Not not the biggest newspaper <laughs> in town with J. Jonah Jameson running it too. So like, you, it, it's so bothersome. It's very bothersome for me, for sure. So uh, you know. I, I believe this is I believe this is Flash Thompson, who's this, you know, just not quite as strongly identified as Flash. Um, I'm looking at the bottom of page eight. If you're following along with me, Eddie, and he's like, you know, one of the girls is like, "Come on, Peter, we're all gonna watch the move the diamonds from the Park Avenue Jewelry Exchange." You know, this is like the big the big event. We're gonna move the diamonds, and then the dude who I think is supposed to be Flash says, "Like, don't be scared, Bookworm. We'll protect you," and then. He's like, Poor you know, Peter. Peter's like, you don't think anything would happen with the, the vulture would try anything with the police there, <laughs> you know? So, Bookworm again, yeah. Uh, and then he gets accused of chickening out because he walks away and everything. And then, uh, then we have it. Then we have it, Eddie. We have this big moment where the uh, the guys are walking along, and this is why I think it might have been okay for the vulture to tip them off because 
you know, they're walking along with their guns. They got two shotguns and there's just one man walking with the diamonds in a briefcase. Vulture comes up from the manhole cover. Uh, smart move, you know? You know, we, the guy even says, you know, we expected an attack from above. Like he announces it to everybody. Like, Vulture, you fooled us, you know? So Right. He is the vulture, not not like the, I don't know, crocodile in the sewer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So, um, yeah, he steals the steals the diamonds. So it just flies off of them, and uh, and up comes Spider Man again. Who, um, you know, last time it was one and done. I, I, the Vulture shouldn't really be that concerned. Spider Man gets fooled again. The Vulture seems to have the ability to get behind him all the time. But Eddie, at the top of page twelve, they talk about the Spider Sense. You know anything about this? The Spider Sense is so mysterious overall. I mean, we know we know that the Chameleon uh, transmitted things through to the spider sense and it is so it's one of my favorite things i guess we could say about spider-man and it's also very mysterious i mean james b what do you what do you have to say about the spider sense anything interesting about that i i don't know if i i don't know if i like it but if we're gonna if it's gonna be his thing i like that he has he has a thing because his webs are you know part of his part of his uniform right uh, he, he can't fly i think sticking to walls is a natural ability like like wall clawing you know what i mean like that's he picked up yeah. that ability i mean this is all like you know hey you're super strong because the spider bit you you can stick to walls because the spider bit you the webs come from but the spider sense do spiders eddie have a spider sense like if you're a spider if i sink up behind you do you know it hmm that's i mean I, it kind of for me, it's kind of a thought. I, I guess now, now that you say that, James B., I kind of think about the spider sense. Perhaps he has some kind of like invisible web, because you know, like the spider can feel its web across a long distance. So, like, maybe the spider sense works as some kind of like web that extends out from Spider-Man throughout the city, and he feels a tingle in one direction or another. I, I don't know. It, it is very fascinating. I, I that's the only way I could kind of relate it to a spider. Well, uh, we'll since. Since we're doing this podcast in 2021 and not 1964, <laughs> while you were talking, I uh, well, I googled Spider Sense and all that stuff. So the the only two things I noticed were spiders have, uh, I guess they have a lot of eyes, they think, and maybe they can see a lot of things coming at them, and they have all those tiny little hairs that apparently you, they can feel stuff coming too. So uh, yeah, perhaps they do have a little more of a spider sense than I'm giving these guys credit for, but. Um, you know, the, the, the vulture is going to fight him this time, and uh, the spider sense saves him for a moment, which is all he needs. And, he, and Spider-Man shoots his web, and the vulture's like, what? He hit me with that accursed web of his. Uh, vulture, I, I don't know what his history is with the web. Last time he fought Spider-Man, he kicked him in the head and knocked him out in one shot. I also, also, is he not like surprised by someone he thought was dead that is now alive? Like, I would think his first reaction would be like, whoa! It's it's this guy I killed. <laughs> he's back immediately, but he's like, I, well, he, I guess that's why Vulture's a good villain because he just he's like, ah, all right, let me let me take care of this Joker again. Well, Eddie, I know that you have you and I have talked about like these villains and such, and like you know how does the Vulture fly? You and I don't need to know. I think we know who does know though, and that would be uh, Peter Parker because he slaps a little magnet right on the Vulture. And uh, knocks out his um, his wings. Now I say he slaps a magnet on him. I don't know what it is. It's a gadget, 
but I'm I think it's using to demagnify the vulture's wings or something like that. And um, yeah, the vulture loses his ability to fly in like one second, and he spirals down to his death. Um, but he doesn't actually die. He sort of crashes on the ground. Spider-Man, um, for all his credit, doesn't seem to care at all. In fact, he even says, as for the vulture, eh, he'll manage to break his fall by spiraling down. But he's going to have a tough time using those wings again. Just lets him fall to the ground. And he's and the police land a helicopter, Eddie, right next to the vulture, who's just laying on his back with the diamonds. And then, uh, Eddie, did you see that last caption with the uh, vulture and the cops? Good. Good, good thing he didn't drop those diamonds as he was in his death spiral. <laughs> it might have been really tough on the company. Oh yeah, best one. The police like roll out of there and they're they they. I guess did you have a tailspin? They say in the vulture. Please no jokes. <laughs> Please no jokes. I, what a, what an ending for the vulture there. <laughs> yeah, and in the background, good thing the cops aren't looking because they can. In the background, you see Spider Man with his camera taking photos. <laughs> taking photos. So, uh, yep, and uh, gives him some cash and says, go buy yourself what everybody buys. Some, he says, J. Jonah James is like, here's some cash. Go buy yourself some Twist records. Apparently, uh, there's more than one. I had the Twist, uh, Eddie. Chubby Checker, right? That's what I'm thinking. I, I, I guess so. J. Jonah James, you know, he knows what the, he knows what the young kids want. Uh, the Twist records, I guess. And then James B. at the end there, there's the vulture in jail, right? <laughs> and he's... He's in he's in jail in his full regalia. They're like, we're just gonna chuck you in here. You don't have to take your costume off or anything. It doesn't matter. The, you know what? Spider Man even said you're gonna have a tough time ever using those wings again. Maybe the police heard him. Maybe he told, or maybe the vulture's like, hey, Spider Man says I can't use my wings anymore. They're like, well, you might as well just keep it on. Save us the uh, costume problem. We have to put you in a new a new prison uniform. This is fine. So. And Eddie, I've discussed this before that you know I don't like uh, I don't like how the little the end sign. I told you this before we uh, before we talked about this today. I hate this little the end sign with Peter Parker's face and Spider Man's face. It should be a split face. You that know? is, it's true. I agree. That is the best face. The split yeah, face. This is like two different people. And that's not. That's no. Get no no. I say no. Hey, this, this uh, th- th- there's this is a two part book, but I think we um. I think we have time to throw in a sponsor break here, Eddie. What do you think? Oh, James B., you're so good at digging up the sponsors. I can't wait. All right, so we'll put our. Uh, we'll be back in a minute after we get this amazing sponsor. Today's sponsor is the New York branch of the Pinkerton Security Agency. Why let hard-earned profits slip away through gaps in your security? Plug those gaps with a custom-tailored program from Pinkertons, the professionals. As the oldest and largest security agency, they have a full spectrum of security specialists who deal with every problem in the book, from escorting the Mona Lisa and Air Force missiles and escorting diamonds so the vulture doesn't get them to providing simple security at the Army-Navy game. People with the know-how and experience to tailor the most effective protection for your security dollar whatever your special problem. So check out Pinkerton's The Professionals located at 100 Justin Street, New York, New York, 1007. <laughs> amazing as always. <laughs> it was amazing. It was, it was our best sponsor ever. And uh, and now let's talk about uh, the second part, Eddie. You, you, you tend to like the, uh, as you call them, the yeah. offbeat villains. How would I tell you about the Tinker a little bit, James B? Kind of what happens in this one. He's <laughs> definitely your kind of villain. Go ahead, let, let me hear it. I noticed, I noticed the show notes that you put in were significantly smaller for the Tinker, James B. 
I, I'm, I'm not even on the sticker show notes because I, <laughs> I didn't even know I wrote something on that part. <laughs> all right, all right. Let me tell you about the Tinker. So it's a pretty dramatic opening. There's the gnarly Tinkler, tink, the Tinkler. <laughs> Excuse me, everyone. The Tinkerer. Look, I'm accidentally making fun of my own guy I'm going to talk about here. Peter Parker's got his got his uh, test tubes again, and he ends up having to go run an errand for. Um, um, here's the address. Go run the errand for Dr. Cobwell. And he goes down to the uh, Tinker's repair shop. And he goes in the shop. And the Tinker looks at it. And he's like, okay, all right, we'll take it. And then the Tinkerer uh, walks down to his basement. And you see these hands. James B., did you see? This is a striking panel for me to see the hands that emerge out of nowhere. Yeah, they, they, they seem to not be human. They're like, they look like they're a creature from the Black Lagoon type hands they look like they're just old like um you know the the wicked witch of the west hands eddie they're and then it turns out they look to be uh, like aliens super gnarly the tinker's just got aliens in his basement i mean i was it was it was stunning to see uh to see the alien just hanging out in the tinker's basement and so they they soup up the the uh the radio they bring it back up, and how much does it cost, Peter Parker? How much does it cost him, James B? Uh, it costs him. Uh, Peter says, "You mean you only charge a dime to fix radios?" <laughs> and Eddie, I'll get on that to let you know how much a dime is in today's money. So you keep talking. Okay. All right. All right. So he gets the radio back. It's like great. All right. So drinks the radio back, and he, the Doctor Cobwell has a lecture, so he has to depart. Um, and Peter Parker decides to see what this is all about in the radio and he's like ah very suspicious let's let's go back and check out the tinkerer and so he goes back and spider-man like sneaks in and then boom alien spider-man battle and it's it's a fierce one like spider-man's getting zapped by unknown alien weird guns and then he gets captured he gets captured i know james b um this this device that he gets captured in it's like a i don't know how i describe it spider-man's stuck in a metal base with a glass tube on the top and there's tiny little air holes in the glass which are super important right james b <laughs> uh yes by the way just real quick for those who are who are hanging on my every word here uh it's about eight dollars and eighty cents for the uh, ah. ra- radio repair it's still pretty cheap still pretty cheap for fixing it for fixing your radio of course the radio itself is a whole other issue but yeah he's in this little device eddie that um that looks sort of like if you were going to be one of those like uh, underwater, um, those guys who walk under the water with like the bubble on their head so they can, you know, walk oh, on the ground. Oh, yeah. I, every, every analogy I'm thinking of is like a superhero. I'm like, it's like mis- the top of Mysterio's head or something, you know, okay. but it's, uh, you know, like those old sea, sea deep sea yeah. divers. You'd have them go down there because that's what it kind of looks like a lot of. Uh, yeah, but Spider-Man's trapped in there and he, and he says, the air is being forced through these tiny holes, but instead of killing me, these openings are going to save me. And then they have this whole picture to let us understand exactly what his fluid looks like, the cartridges, the adjustable spray nozzle, which the palm release button, the safety latch. They give us, you know, five or six panels just showing how he's going to shoot this little tiny thing through this little tiny air hole and, of course, hit the button that will pop open the cage. That that explanation, I mean, I know I've said it before, too. Peter Parker, just what a brilliant mind this young man has. He's very young, and he's coming up with, like, wow, the whole web everything is incredible. 
But yeah, he shoots it out. He he like gets out of his little thing, right, James B. And there's there's a fire, and, and the tinker tries to get away. And and he gets out. And and Eddie, you know, my favorite Spider-Man line in every single issue is when someone identifies Spider-Man, and he gets to come back at them with, "Who do you think it was?" And this one here, it's the the aliens go, "Look, it's impossible, but he's loose. Spider-Man is on is loose." And he goes. Who do you think you are? The town crier? <laughs> he reverses it on him. He's like, hey, why are you announcing this? Because you're a town crier, which, of course, we all know what town criers are in you know 2021. But then at the very end, James B., Peter Parker's holding a mask of the Tinker's gnarly face. And like, oh, man, what a mystery. What a mystery that Tinker is, you know, all throughout. I, I do love the very the strangeness of Peter Parker. And Spider-Man tangling with aliens. What a what a strange twist for Spider-Man to go down. Yeah, on that last page, on the top panel, it shows, it says, safe at last, press the button, which will destroy our spy devices by remote control. It is dumb. We can never again return to Earth. They will be on guard from this day on. You know, like, aliens are f- apparently flying away. It's Gordon, the announced, you know, they're talking to themselves. That's what it says. And the doc comes running in, probably looking for his radio. He's like, where's my radio? And, and, Spider-Man's going to have to tell him, yeah, I punched a guy who shot this machine that caught the whole place on fire and I destroyed the lab, so so much for your dime radios anymore. I wonder if he's going to replace the radio. <laughs> I I just, you know, like, much like, like the earlier two comics, there's so much going on in this comic. Perhaps just a little too much for Spider-Man. Maybe a little more narrow scope. What do you think, James B.? You know, Spider-Man's been defeated back-to-back. People have captured him, essentially, and he, neither one knows how to kill this dude. But uh, yeah, I, I would love to see the Tinkerer come back. Now, I, I'm aware the Tinkerer will make another appearance in the future, yeah, I, but it's going to be a long I time. Mystery. I, I live in mystery, James B. I try my... I, I don't mind I, reading through kind of one, one at a time. I, I can't remember these from when I read them well, a long time ago, anyways. Eddie, in the immortal words, slightly paraphrased of your hero, Flash Thompson, don't worry, bookworm, we'll protect you from the truth, Eddie. We'll protect you. <laughs> Thank you, James B. I appreciate it. <laughs> Eddie, I got nothing else to talk about in this uh, episode uh, because I've covered everything on the Vulture and I've covered everything on the Tinkerer, unless there's something you want to bring up. No, I'm good. So thank you so much for listening to our third episode of Let's Read Spider-Man when we covered Amazing Spider-Man 2. I'm James B., joined by... Eddie! And uh, until next time, remember... Uh, Don't yell stuff out loud or you'll be accused of being the town crier. Cue the music. Be be careful of old men fixing radios for they have aliens in their basement. We'll just keep putting endings here. Make sure when you kill Spider-Man, you actually kill him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I got it. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson only pays the cash. <laughs> <laughs> just remember, Now Magazine is just as exciting as Playboy. By, by saying Playboy, Playboy Magazine, we're kind of dating ourselves. I mean, when was the last <laughs> time anyone looked at a Playboy Magazine? <laughs> that's very true (laughs) that's very true the the fact that they're looking at a magazine we're dating ourselves 
It's like telling me if I read about a diamond moving in a newspaper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't read a newspaper in a while.